0: Welcome to Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we'll be reading Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 to 12, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Matthew. Please take a moment to pause and ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 to 12. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. This is the word of the Lord. These verses describe the ministry of John the Baptist, the forerunner of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a ministry that deserves close attention. Few preachers ever produce such effects. Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region above the Jordan were going out to him. None ever received such praise from the great head of the church. Jesus calls him a burning and shining light. The great bishop of souls himself declares that among those who are born among women, there is not arisen one greater than John the Baptist. Let us then study the leading features of his ministry. John the Baptist spoke plainly about sin. He taught the absolute necessity of repentance before anyone can be saved. He preached that repentance must be proved by its fruits. He warned men not to rest on outward privileges or outward union with the church. This is just the teaching we all need. We are naturally dead and blind and asleep in spiritual things. We are ready to content ourselves with a mere formal religion, And to flatter ourselves that if we go to church, we will be saved. We need to be told that unless we repent and are converted, we will all perish. John the Baptist spoke plainly about our Lord Jesus Christ. He taught people that one far mightier than himself was coming among them. He was nothing more than a servant, the coming one was the King. He himself could only baptize with water. The coming one could baptize with the Holy Spirit, take away sins, and one day judge the world. This again is the very teaching that human nature requires. We need to be sent directly to Christ. We are all ready to stop short of this. We want to rest in our union with the Church, regular use of the sacraments, and diligent attention to an established ministry. We ought to be told the absolute necessity of union with Christ himself by faith. He is the appointed fountain of mercy, grace, life, and peace. We must each have personal dealings with him about our souls. What do we know of the Lord Jesus? What have we got from him? These are the questions on which our salvation hinges. John the Baptist spoke plainly about the Holy Spirit. He preached that there was such a thing as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He taught that it was the special office of the Lord Jesus to give it to men. This again is a teaching which we greatly require. We need to be told that forgiveness of sin is not the only thing necessary to salvation. There is another thing yet, and that is the baptizing of our hearts by the Holy Spirit. There must not only be the work of Christ for us, but the work of the Holy Spirit in us. There must not only be a title of heaven by the blood of Christ, but a preparedness for heaven wrought in us by the Spirit of Christ. Let us never rest until we know something by experience of the baptism of the Spirit. The baptism of water is a great privilege, but let us see to it that we have also the baptism of the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist spoke plainly about the dreadful danger of the unrepentant and unbelieving. He told his hearers that there was a wrath to come. He preached of unquenchable fire in which the chaff would one day be burned. This again is a teaching which is deeply important. We need to be straitly warned that it is no light matter whether we repent or not. We need to be reminded that there is a hell as well as a heaven and an everlasting punishment for the wicked as well as everlasting life for the godly. We are fearfully apt to forget this. We talk of the love and mercy of God and we do not remember sufficiently His justness and holiness. Let us be very careful on this point. It is no real kindness to keep back the terrors of the Lord. It is good for us all to be taught that it is possible to be lost forever, and that all unconverted people are hanging over the brink of the pit. In the last place, John the Baptist spoke plainly about the safety of true believers. He taught that there was a barn for all who are Christ's wheat, and that they would be gathered together there in the day of his appearing. This, again, is a teaching which human nature greatly requires. The best of believers need much encouragement. They are yet in the body. They live in a wicked world. They are often tempted by the devil. They often need to be reminded that Jesus will never leave them nor forsake them. He will guide them safely through this life and at length give them eternal glory. They shall be hidden in the day of wrath. They shall be as safe as Noah in the ark. Let these things sink deeply into our hearts. We live in a day of much false teaching. Let us never forget the leading features of a faithful ministry. Happy would it have been for the Church of Christ if all its ministers had been more like John the Baptist. And that is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts on these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today, and may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for his glory.